Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. <clears throat> Hello, everybody, and welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I'm your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and uh, with me as always, and this time with a special co-co-host, yeah. is uh, co-host here. extraordinaire <laughs> Shane Leonard. Hello. That so, was the closest we've come to starting the show, I think, being not ready. <laughs> and oh, then, come and on. We've started shows not ready, so well, that's yeah, true. you can't that's get true. closer than that. That's true. Yeah, anyway, uh, this is the that was special funny. dog episode. Yeah, it's going to be great. This week we're doing Transcendence, and uh, we kind of took the Easter break there. Too, yeah, that, and, uh, that's and this up one on came, uh, came out. So, you know, uh, this was a week that had we got some uh, viewer emails or yeah. comments or something, we might have gone to something else and said, well, yeah, that's what they want us to go to. but. Yeah. Since no one begged us to go see <laughs> any <laughs> horror movies, real or comedy. Right, right. There were two. And I think most people will probably would have said, go see Transcendence. Maybe, yeah. I mean, we, it's, uh, it's a big Johnny Depp thing. So. If there was a poll that people would actually respond to that we could get out yeah. somehow, maybe. I don't know. Anyway. Um, you never know. It, it's, it, was a, it was a weird week. And, you know, I, I got to tell you, it's funny because... We do get lots of emails. We do talk to lots of listeners in various ways. And uh, none of them, I feel, were strongly in favor of the other woman anyway. Even, right. even though it, uh, it did pretty well at the box office, I think it's just, you know, it's just date movie thing. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, and uh, if, if left to my devices, if it had come down to that or Transcendence, I still would have picked Transcendence. Well, sure, because but, we, we mean, had no big yeah. hopes for... Uh, right. Cameron Diaz. I mean, yeah. the other one. Uh, I don't ever. <laughs> Which, yeah. uh, you know, speaking of Cameron Diaz. Really? In a very strange roundabout way, but kind of. Okay. Uh, you know, the uh, Critics' Choice Television Awards are coming out, yeah. and uh, which forced me into watching Bad Teacher, the TV show. <laughs> didn't even know there was a TV show. And, uh, that's funny. That's yeah, how come on, off- it just started on uh, CBS, no, which I, I just thought... This. You know, I, yeah. I, had, I had to watch the show, and uh, I at least have to watch the pilot. I don't even know at this point if I'm going to bother to review it or whatever, but right. it just, I just thought it was such a weird, crazy culmination of events, and I don't know, I don't know what happens in Hollywood sometimes. <laughs> and some people probably saw Transcendence and are thinking the same thing. But, you know, you've got, you've got like this really goofball movie that didn't do very well. Starring Cameron Diaz, <laughs> performing horribly in right. an already stupid movie. Right. Let's turn that into a TV show. Yeah, How could that well, go wrong? Well, you know what's really funny? I mean, in a weird way, maybe somebody said the ultimate you know, trump card to that, which is, look what Buffy the Vampire Slayer did. Well, you, know, yeah, you, you that, never know what's going to hit. Except that the movie wasn't horrible. I mean, I don't know. I guess not everyone thought this movie was horrible right. either, probably. But. Right. I didn't think the movie was uh, completely awful, the yeah. original. But anyway, so uh, Transcendence, we got uh, one email to get to, and it should hopefully be pretty quick. And cool. and then maybe we'll kind of run through some upcoming movies, see if there's anything to talk about there, and hopefully yeah. the smoke will start 
We've got everything. Corn. We had we had <laughs> we had the uh, studio issues, dog issues, fire issues. Yeah. I mean, this was okay. Uh, so first, though, <laughs> transcendence, the rating. Yeah, because that's what people want us to do. Damn it! Right. And, so and look at us getting so it out of the way in the first five minutes. That's, that's what good. we're going to get better at this. Uh, and then we'll do other stuff, and then we'll come back to the movie. But we'll we'll kick off as much as possible at yeah. this point with the ratings. Um, you know, when we walked out of the movie, yeah, I hated this movie. I know we had an interesting little chat. After and it's the really weird because uh, <laughs> this movie, all through the movie, and and we did talk about it a little bit. There's a lot of really weird stuff going on in this movie. Yeah. There are parts that I like. There are parts that I hate. There are parts of the plot that I really hate. There are like these little moments that it's almost like the movie doesn't want them because it won't pay any attention to them. And yet those are the things that I like. Right. Then there's parts where, uh, you know, you've got let's show off some weird cinematography tricks that are probably part of the excuse for making this movie in the first place. Yeah. There's weird stuff, which all of them I thought were goofy. And, and, and I kind of thought, you know, somebody's trying to get too involved in mixing things up with what you're doing with the movie. And it's almost like you just, I don't know, you just think, I can do this, so I'm going to do it. Whether it works or makes any sense, right. I'm going to do it anyway, you know? Right. There was, uh, there was the one part where all of a sudden we're like looking at the whole internet yeah. at once. Yeah. And I was like, this is just goofy. Why am, why am I watching this? It's not. Yeah. And you know, the thing that I didn't, I, it's not even that I didn't like the theory. I didn't like a lot of the way that it happened. You know, all of a sudden it was like, it was throwing icons at you all the time. Yeah. Like really what the internet means is whatever pops up on your iPhone a lot or yeah. something. And then, you know, I don't know. It was, it was really weird. But anyway, when we, when it ended and we were leaving, I was like, ugh. God, I hated that. Like, my initial right when we walked out rating would be like one. Yeah. And then, I, you know, we talked about it a little bit, and I thought about it a little more. And, you know, the parts that I liked, I did kind of like, I guess. Yeah. There just was a lot of stuff that I just didn't like the way that it came together. But I think now that I've even thought about it a little bit more, so it's still less instant, <laughs> right? Yeah. I think I'm still pretty much at like two and a half, maybe three. This won't, yeah, that's interesting. This won't be like, uh, not last week, because again, Easter threw us a curveball, um, which is funny to think of, because we didn't even consider I know. advertising to everyone that we're going to take a weekend off. Um, but it won't be like Captain America the week before, where we had the hugest disparity. Um I had I had issues with it. I, I still had a lot of fun with it, even though I thought it really tried to sabotage its own fun yeah. in a lot of ways. I, I'm at four and a half. It, it's yeah. just a little below average for me right. because for me, average is is kind of done. Right. You know, and I think the things that could have done better, uh, and we'll get into this when we get into the long version of it once we're past the email stuff. But you know, strangely enough, 
Johnny Depp didn't really help this film at all. No, no, you know, really. I mean, Paul Bettany, you know, Morgan Freeman, Killian Murphy. All the cast is actually really great, and and there's a lot of times where I think the, the cast the ca- does really well. The cast is great in the fact that they have a lot of names that you've heard before, right? And even I even, don't know that it's great in the fact that like they all well, do I mean, a that's really what good I mean. job. No, no, and right? that's what yeah. I meant. Like you've got right. if you went down the list of this, even if you take Johnny Depp's name out and you start looking at everybody in this, and even. Even guys who I have to look up, and I've got IMDb right here, but even guys who I have to look up, like the doctor who gives him his diagnosis when he's back in the hospital, like that guy's in everything. Oh, like there's right, a, right, Everybody right. that's in this movie is and, in and other even, things. And even it's weird, like, uh, that's one of the things that kind of threw me a little bit in this movie, too, is part of the supporting cast, like Clifton yeah. Collins Jr. is in it. Right. Who I really like. Yeah, him. I do, too. And, and, you know, it's weird because he just can't get, like, enough of a – shove or yeah, something right no hard push to get. but but i really like him when i when he does turn up and stuff and yeah. then he's in this and you're going oh now we're going to see some stuff well no you get like four total <laughs> minutes of screen time it's right. just weird why why have somebody i'm going to recognize right and he's good just he to, just yeah. so that nothing will happen with him well I mean, by the time you see like guys like cole hauser popping up right. you're just like everybody i know right. is in this and, and in that regard i'm thinking this is one of those films that kind of seems like on the surface if i just look down the cast like an outbreak you know like there's all these characters who are all these recognizable faces in all these roles and and a few of them do a really good job but it's just it's strange in this in this regard knowing that this is a first-time director but not a guy who's Right. Not been on sets all the time. I think it's right, but it's, uh, I think it, this is Wally Fister's blame in a way. Right, it, and it, it almost seems like too with all these people, and this is you know kind of weird, and we're going off topic here. But with all of the people you've seen before, even if yeah. they're not big names, like right, you know Clifton Collins Jr. or yeah. and the dog fight in suits awesome. in the background. Um, it's almost like in a really weird way that people signed contracts or something, you know, with Christopher Nolan. And didn't right. and didn't realize <laughs> yeah. that part of it said, and if my cinematographer decides to direct the movie, you have to you do, that do that too. One to write. <laughs> and the, the the running thing here is Wally Fister is famous for doing a lot of Christopher right, Nolan's right. films, and he's you know it's really weird. It would have been it, it wasn't bad visually, but it would have been a much more interesting film if he'd done the visuals and, and not Christopher Nolan had done the film, but just maybe somebody, somebody else who had a somebody, better handle right, on this, but. Right. But uh, anyway, so we'll get to that. Anyway, so we've got... uh, This is awesome. Our show is from like the local Humane Society today. Exactly. Two and a half to three versus four and a half. Four and a half, and I might talk myself to five, but I don't think so. I just didn't think it did enough when it needed to. And this kind of leads in, especially uh, since you perfectly gave it a four and a half. Because yeah. I didn't know you were going to do that or anything. <laughs> what did you that, think I was going to give it, actually? Because last night I was I, w- I had you more were, fun with you it. You were talking like you... Like six? It, it's it's sort of, you know, people who listen to us a lot yeah, will understand just, totally. that, you know, what we will frequently do, yeah. and especially... Not on purpose, it, by the way. Especially yeah. when we used to give our ratings at the end. At the end, right? Yeah. Which I guess is part of the reason maybe that people wanted us to do it at the beginning. Who knows? But what we will uh, frequently do is talk up a movie like crazy and then go three stars. (laughs) So that's like what you were doing last night. You were were going, oh, well, Well, this was good and I I like this and everything. I was genuinely focused. I thought you were going to be a little higher than that. Not not like a lot, but yeah. 
I was genuinely focused on the fun stuff. And like I said to you, and we'll get into it, you know, when I felt it was pandering or when I felt it was trying to do too much, I just, I ignored it. Right. Like I, I it was a weird film. And that, it never and wowed is, me. It, and it never just a question of, can you do that? Right. And to what extent? And, well, yeah, you know, really. I mean, it, we saw it last night and it, it's a, it's an hour and 59 minutes. So it's a two hour film. And it was one of, when I walked out with you, I, I said it was one of the fastest two hour films that didn't blow me away. Right. Because it, it really moves at a strange clip, and, and the irony of that is one of my problems is the pacing of the film. Right. It, it, you know, this it, it is, is such slow. a weird film. It, it is a very weird film in a lot of ways, and as we said before, we'll get to that more. But I do have to agree with that real quick, just in case I forget to do it later, yeah. is that it's so weird that I didn't like this film so much, <laughs> yeah. and in so many different ways, Yeah. and yet... By the time it was over, right. I was going, well, that wasn't horrifically right. wrong or anything. I'm right. sitting there not liking it. Yeah. And yet, at the same time, somehow, I'm not hating it so much that I'm just sitting there going, oh, God, end. Please. Or yeah. be done. Or, oh, and I wasn't ever, you know, just really going, oh, God, I'm bored or uh, whatever. Right. So it, it's very strange it that never, it can do that. It never wowed me, and it never bored me, really, right. truly. Right. It, I knew something was up with you because you never do this. You've only done it a couple times, and usually the movie dictates why. You looked over at me right. it was, in, the, in the movie, and I wasn't snoring. It, it, it was very, I didn't drop I know, anything. But you literally looked over at me, and I, and I saw you, and I didn't look back, and it wasn't to be rude. Right. I was just like, he hates this. <laughs> and see, I was, I was actually looking over to see if you were sleeping. Were you? Okay. <laughs> I was. Okay, because and you weren't even like secretly and, like on the you corner know, of your eye. You just and you know why? Because I'd been watching the movie for a really long time, and this was a fair amount into the movie. It, it, it really was. It, it, it was, it was last... a ways into the movie. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, <laughs> and I'm going, you know, I'm not really liking this, but at the same time, it's not boring me. Yeah. And then I'm like, and then I'm thinking to myself, he hasn't moved in like a really long time. <laughs> I'm usually a fidgety guy. Like I have to move right. my feet. And I like and look I over. I'm like, oh well, he's awake. Yeah, I okay. was awake. I just I I was like, you never really look. And like now that. it's, it's Af- we're it's on location in awesome. Africa. So anyway, what do you what, what's the uh, the uh, email? Okay, this now cool. now actually this kind of ties in really in a okay. in a cool way because you're four and a half. Oh, okay. This is what you started right? to say. Okay. Um, because. You know, a lot of times we will tell uh, what the Rotten Tomatoes and the Metacritic are, oh, just, right. just to give an idea. And again, this is a weird movie that yeah. falls right into my category of hating Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Uh, only this is the bad side of it. It's usually right, the right. good side of it, where all of a sudden a movie's got like a really high freshness rating, and you're yeah. going, what? Yeah. And then it turns out, but see, it's only... It's only above half yeah. or below half. That's right. all there is, right? Yeah. So with a movie like this, you're going to say that you kind of like it and it's pretty good and everything. Yeah, the dogs are The dogs are really it. having an awesome time. Uh, you're going to talk about it being pretty good and right. maybe even saying, hey, you should go see it and everything. But you're I giving really it, might. But you're giving it four and a half. So right. as far as you're concerned or Rotten Tomatoes is concerned with your rating, it's just not fresh. Boom. Right. It, it doesn't matter what you have doesn't, to say yeah, about it, right? right? So on Rotten Tomatoes, this movie right now is sitting at 18% fresh, yeah. which is awful. That's abysmal, right? It really is. That's really bad. And yet, you know, that could just be, if everyone gives it four and a half, right. then it's... There, there you go. Then as far as Rotten Tomatoes is concerned, it looks like one of the most worst movies ever. Right. And which... 
really drives me crazy about yeah. how Rotten Tomatoes works. Right. But so on Metacritic, that's about what it is too. It's like forty. It's like forty three, I think. Or yeah, forty it, forty five. It, it's like right like right around there. You know, it's it's basically right in that exact range yeah. of what you rated it, right. which sounds a lot better than eighteen percent right. fresh. Well, and one of the reasons that I like look, we long time listeners know all this stuff, but people tune in. We didn't just cut our differences and you got Rotten Tomatoes and I got Metacritic to talk about. I just, I never go to Rotten Tomatoes. I've right. always gone to Metacritic. You, you've seen them both. You know, you right, just, right. for some reason, you often uh, were in the beginning referring to Rotten Tomatoes more. I just like the aggregate score uh, for a couple different reasons because when I go to Metacritic, it will tell me like whether they're glowing, middle, or poor reviews. Right. But also right next to it, it has the audience review. And in this instance, only I think only like six positive reviews, which are anything over like 65. Right. And then there's a lot of in the middle, right. a lot. And then there's only a few who really hated it. Um, and if you look on the other side for the average audience reviewer, a lot of people love it. Right. And only a couple people dislike it. And I think only one or two people really hated it. Right. And this is like what you were saying when we were starting up the show and it hadn't really begun yet, which is it's just one of those films that the audience is going to love and critics are going to loathe. Right. And this, that's, this that is not a critic film. Yeah. And uh, I will be the example of that. Right. Because there are, for me, it, you know, this mo- it's so weird, too, with this movie because there are so many little ways it could have been different yeah. and instantly been, like, a lot better. But yeah. anyway, the reason that this ties into our viewer question, which we'll <laughs> never get to... Is uh, okay. Our listener is Kim, and now get this from Nebraska. She awesome. doesn't say anything else. She just says Nebraska. Yeah. So could be so a guy ne- too. So there's well, I suppose it could. But so I'm there, go with girls. There's Hi, some Kim. other. See, it's not specific enough. Right. There's some right. other Kim in Nebraska going. I didn't send you it. You know, <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? Right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Anyway, Kim, so Kim in Nebraska. She wants to know. Her question basically is. Uh, she mentions that we often give the Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic ratings and, yep. and say that stuff. And so her her question basically is, can you really be objective if you know other people's scores or how do you deal with that if you take that into a movie when yeah. if you go see something and you already know that it's getting a lot of bad reviews or good reviews? Yeah. And, you know, theoretically, you're trying to be like real professional hoity-toity critics and all that. And you're you're supposed to, you know, just because it's the movie that's, I don't know, that's getting lots of quotes about it and everyone's calling it great and all that stuff. And so what is our take, I guess, on how you do that or how you distance yourself or do you just try not to know anything yeah. before you go in. And, you know, I, I personally try to know as little as possible. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't really feel like it makes any difference. And I also think that if you say that it doesn't make any difference, you're lying. So both of those things <laughs> I think are true. I think if you, uh, well, if you go in with really low expectations because everybody is – ripping it to shreds right right? then i think a lot of times you go into a movie and you're gonna have a little bit better reaction than you might have otherwise had if you if you knew nothing if you go in with really low expectations it's going to affect how you feel about the film and if, if everyone is saying it's the greatest movie ever right then then you're gonna be then you're gonna go in and go 
uh, yeah, that wasn't that great. Right. But at the same time, so I, I really feel like there are lots of critics out there who say, I can just completely remove myself from everything and, yeah. and be totally objective no matter what. And I think you're lying. Right. Because that's right. not actually true. But at the same time, I also think that you can, you know, your, your absolutely instant reaction you're having right that second yeah. might be really influenced by what people have said. But well, I but I think then once you're once you do this enough and you think yeah. about movies enough and yeah. and you try to analyze different parts of them enough and whatever it is that you're coming up with your rating. Yeah. I think really <laughs> I think I think yeah. that it's actually not that hard to to take everything out of right. what you're looking at. Right. Even even because another big thing is like, you know, if you love or hate an actor or actress who's in it, can you really like be objective? When when I see the other woman, can I really be objective and yeah. say Cameron Diaz is horrible and should never get work? Right. And then right. can I really watch that movie and like be <laughs> completely objective even though she's in it? And right. you know, I think so. This is not a bad but it's tricky. It is tricky, and it's not. And, and part of it is practice. And you know, look, anybody who's listened to anything we've done for several months knows that if anything Hobbit comes up, I'm immediately right. negative about it. I haven't even seen all of them yet. All seven. Right. Of the them. next one is you a two-star movie. It's already it's already working from a negative spot. You know, you're playing out of the bunker already. Um, typically for for films that we do, and I know that we're going to see whatever is probably the most promising film or the or the likely to be the biggest box office winner for the week right you know and and especially in the summer because i'm a huge summer movie fan that is often the new comic book film or the new sci-fi fantasy film but in something like this for example and and it's almost always the same thing you know i don't look at metacritic or rotten tomatoes or any review places i stay away from any place that i actually genuinely like to see the reviews until i see the film right and for me, it's not a matter of I can't wait or uh, I'm too impatient for stuff. It's just that I actually can wait. I know it's in a couple of days. Right. And I know that, that I would like to know what my real reaction is instead of seeing what Ebert or you know, whoever. I mean, obviously, I know Ebert's passed away. But it, looking for whoever my favorite reviewers are at the time, if I see them love a film, they often will tell why they've done it. And that ruins the film a little. Right. You know, so I try to just go see it. And, and specifically for stuff we see for the show, um, you know, I don't, I don't look up anything until I'm home that night and I've got my feeling, because it is supposed to be an instant reaction. And how right, did I right. feel when I saw it? And then maybe it softens or hardens. And then out of curiosity, either that night or just before we come to the show, then I'll look. And I'll see, like, man, everybody's really off on this, or that's how I felt. You right, know, it, right. it does nothing to really shape anything I feel initially, Kim. It helps to validate it in a way. Right. Because if I have a gripe about Johnny Depp only in Transcendence, and I see that Peter Travers did too, I'm like, well, okay, I'm not the only one. Right. Um, see, I try, to, I try to never read, like, a whole review. I, I try to not there's read too many. I mean, God, there's so I, many. I try to not through. read yeah. people's reviews, but a lot of times I will go look at. Well, first of all, I can't really avoid right. getting some idea sure. of what people's reactions are. I I am uh, too 
closely focused to like looking at movie news and yeah, stuff. Right. So it's just it's going to pop gonna up see, yeah, you're that gonna people are going or whatever people are saying. Right. But I I do usually go look at just like what the Rotten Tomato score is or or what the Metacritic yeah. score is or both or whatever just to go really everyone's hating this right. and you and, know usually it's like weeks and weeks in advance. You know, I already knew what people said about it when they saw it at Toronto or right, at yeah, like yeah, whatever right. movie festival right. or something. Well, and there are there are films that you know, like Spider Man Two, for example, has been playing in Britain for right. a couple weeks now. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't been too too long. It's been at least a week, and I think it's been two. It's not hard to find a review of the film now. All you have to do right. is go on the internet. You don't even have to get like the London Times or anything. Right. Um, and you're right. It is hard to an extent. I mean, I like looking and seeing. You know, like on Metacritic, it'll give you the first sentence or two or the best sentence or two that they feel sum up what the reviewer is saying. Some of them are hilarious. Some of them, once I've already figured out some things I want to say when we're doing the show, I see an echo of in some way. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm, maybe I'm not the most original thinker in this in this regard. But again, it's a validator. Like I'm thinking someone else has thought this right. as well, and it's just fun to fun to go at. But what I what I guess the thing to say to Kim is that I don't do is in an age where everything is readily available and I could read all the reviews for Transcendence before we went last night right. and then been like, well, everyone says it's this and some people think it's that and then shape my opinion that way. I, I don't ever do it. I don't even do it for films that we don't see together for the show. I just, I'm not interested. I want to see the films for myself. Right. So, Well, now, I do do that for a lot of other films largely because uh, movies that I don't specifically see for this show, mm-hmm. movies that I don't specifically see to review uh, at the website, right. then anything else that I watch, then a lot of times I will like go read reviews or, yeah. or check out other things just because, you know, then I, I don't have free time for watching movies, right? right? <laughs> so I'm like, I want somebody to convince me that it's good before I, there, before right, I watch Before it. you invest the time. Real quick before we jump off it, you know, there's two immediate things that flash to mind when I think about that process. When we, when we were getting ready to go see Django Unchained two years ago, right around Christmas, there was so much buzz about it. Right. Like how it was an amazing tour de force. And I'm thinking, this is what they say about all the Tarantino films, but good, because I like those Tarantino films. Right. And the offset of that was how much people were applauding and loving like Zero Dark Thirty. Right. And I, I, I like Catherine Bigelow's films, but I don't like those versions of her films, um, which we talked about at length. But when it was getting all this acclaim and I watched it, all I was was confused. Right. Because I couldn't escape all the positive buzz. Right. And it was so permeating to everything I saw. Like you said, it was just everywhere. Um, and it, but it did not affect my my review or my feeling of the film, I loathed it anyway. Like it wasn't in a knee jerk reaction. Like you guys all like it. I'm that guy. Now it sucks. Like I didn't care. I was just in that instance, I dove into reviews because I had to find out what were people seeing that I wasn't right. What kind of Kool-Aid did they drink? And I did not, you know, did you find anything? Cause I did not. I, the closest I found was sitting here talking to you and being like, this thing sucks so bad. I couldn't, it's funny that you just bring that up. And since you did, I'll throw this out because when we saw it, we both hated it Mm -hmm. and and everybody else, everybody else loved it. And after we did the show of that, I went and read like more reviews. So did I. Of any single movie, any one that in a long time I read, then, yeah, then I, I read had everything. in a long time, yeah. and I swear to God, no That's one, funny. no one said anything that was like concrete. Nothing that, like, was. No sounded. one said yeah. anything about 
this is why uh-huh. this is good. They were all just, you know, um, it's it's like it's we've like said, good. Well, when it's like this is a junk. timely film and this story needs to be, it was right, more right. current events than right. art. Anyway, you get me sidetracked with that. It was all weird sound bites. Anyway, um, so, you know, I get the answer to the question is that it's really hard to do, but it's kind of the same for any movie critic as it is like for anyone else. Right. I mean, if you really love, you know, some actor or actress and you're going to go see whatever movie they're in. Yeah. You know, then you have to decide: Do you actually like that movie? You still right. have to. You still have to like the movie or not, right. even though you know you're going to see it because they're in it. And then, yeah. if if you have some people who you trust their judgment, right, and they say, "Oh, you got to go see this," yeah, then you're probably looking forward to it when you go see it. But that doesn't yeah. mean that you always still love it, right? No. I mean, it's I don't trust the people in this regard who can't say a negative thing about somebody that they like. I don't mean just in a backstabbing way. Right, like an actor like, or I know, director I know or whatever. People right. who won't, I, I know people around here. One of them is about to text you. I'm he sure. probably is, or he'll call in. <laughs> they can't say a bad word about George Lucas. Like, all the Star Wars films <laughs> oh, are God. amazing. Or, you know, and all of these things. And I'm like, it's fine to like somebody's work, and it's equally fine to say there's fault with it. And if you can't do that, uh, in this avenue of thought, I trust nothing you say. Right. Exactly. You, you are untrustworthy, so... Anyway, okay, um, so now the other thing we have to do. So thanks, Kim, for writing in. That was very cool. Uh, everybody, there's, uh, if you happen to be live, chat room's open. You can call in, uh, but you can send your emails to questions at com. Ask us about upcoming movies, yeah. ones that we've already done, general questions like this, whatever it is, and we will uh, try and get to them as best we can. The other thing we have to do now right. Uh, because why not waste some more time? <laughs> we always waste time when you don't like the movie. That's right. That's um, how it is. The other thing we have to do is our uh, our take, I guess, on the trailer. Is the trailer right, right. accurate uh, towards the movie? And that's kind of a tough question because yeah. in a way I have to say yes, yeah. but in another way I kind of have to think not exactly. I thought that I <laughs> yeah. thought that the trailer for the most part represented the film that you are going to see. And but except that but there are a lot of nooks and crannies in the film that ultimate, aren't there. Ultimately it goes I think a little bit of a different way than you probably expect. Yeah. So I mean that's just me. It, yeah. In general terms it is it's a pretty good run through yeah. of the general story that's yeah. going to happen. But there are things that happen kind of right. as you get far enough into it that you might yeah. really not have expected and, to show up. And I get it. You're, you're going to advertise a new sci-fi summer-ish film with Johnny Depp. You're going to show Johnny Depp a lot. You're not right. going to show the subplots of what being transcendent and being a singularity and all these workers and you know things I know you're right, going to bring right, up. Right. You're not going to focus on that because who cares? And, Johnny Depp. Let's and, see Johnny Depp. Right. Like That's what people are going to go for. So, yeah, if the... If the trailer looks interesting to you, you're probably going to do okay. Right. And we should say, too, that uh, I think you threw this out already, but both on Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic, you know, the user ratings yeah. are a bit higher, more like yeah. 65 yeah, or they're, whatever, they're something like that. that. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, I, I do have to say, now that, we're, yeah. now that we're free to, like, go into the movie. Right. So there is this kind of different spin that happens 
in the movie, and yeah. I will. I, I, ha- I feel like I have to say this. You do it because I think it's a very integral part of why I ended up not liking this movie. Okay. If the trailer had let you in mm-hmm. on where this was going to go, yeah, no one shows up to this movie. <laughs> You really think so? Yeah, I do. If they would have started off the trailer and then just at the end of the trailer, there's like another 15 seconds of trailer and they go, and then this is going to happen. Yeah. Everyone go, oh, <laughs> I don't need to go to that movie. I'm telling you. I don't know. That, that's, I'm not sure. That's my take on that. That's so interesting. if you haven't seen the film and you're listening and you want to know my recommendation of whether or not you should go see it. Not really. Don't, don't <laughs> no. do that. No, except that it really is kind of, it's such a weird movie. It is, it is. There are parts that are really fun. Yeah. And you know, the one of the problems for me too is that you were mentioning how there's all these people in it. Yeah. Many of whom are really kind of wasted. Yeah. Even Morgan Freeman, for the most part, He's is just a waste, wasted. right? I mean, yeah. he shows up for a few minutes here and there, and he pops back up. This is a movie that it really feels like if you're really trying to analyze it. Mm-hmm. more than just going thumbs up, thumbs down, right? Yeah. This is a movie, and for all that it has the ability to still not be boring and still not make you want to just walk out, right? right. And I, I do have to say there were people walking out with us saying that was the dumbest movie that they've ever seen. I <laughs> I did. It was really weird. I didn't but, feel that strongly about but it. But still, it, it kind of keeps you in your seat, and, yeah. it's, and it has interesting parts. But this is a movie, to me more than any other movie recently that feels like it was like six hours long yeah. and then they just started cutting shit everywhere. Yeah, like and right. they just said, well, um, look, dude, you can't have a six hour movie. So <laughs> right. do something about it. Right. Because just it, exactly because of all these people who are in it and then they're not there anywhere. Like yeah. I really expected there, there to be a lot more of Morgan Freeman, even like halfway through the movie. Yeah, I still expected we're get, we're gonna come back to where Morgan Freeman's in this a lot. Yeah, and and no, he, really. he's in for like a few more minutes. He, he he really gave me the sense, and he's fine in it, but he really gave me the sense that there was a a liking between him and Wally Pfister. You know, again on all the Christopher Nolan right, films, right. and Morgan Freeman has done a bunch of Christopher right, Nolan right. films now. I'm sure they chatted. I'm sure they talked to each other, and I'm sure. Morgan Freeman offered himself or replied positively when Wally said, look, I'm going to make my first film. Any right. chance you want to show up for four days? And Morgan's like, sure, of right. course I will, because I like you. We're friends. I'll be in your movie, well, and I'll help lend a little bit of star power to it. And you know, and I don't know any of that as fact. I just assume it just based on what I know. It feels like it. But right. it certainly feels right. like it. And it makes sense because it is his first and, film. And you know, here's the other thing, too, is that you know Johnny Depp, is a guy who in is kind of unique in Hollywood. Like, yeah. He's like his own little world outside yeah. of everything else that happens in Hollywood, right? Yeah. You don't get a lot of people. He's not in the tabloids a lot. Right. Even when he does stuff that maybe should or shouldn't, you know, if it was someone else, they'd yeah. be all over it or whatever. Right. And, you know, he's not like famous for being horrible on set or whatever. No, actually, he's, but yeah, he's quite the you know, you know yeah. people don't seem to talk about him as much right. as, you know, his personal life or his career or anything. Right. But, you know, the one thing that I have heard from actually talking to other people in Hollywood yeah. is that 
everybody likes him in Hollywood. Yeah. Like everybody, you know, if he's going to be in a movie, people are like, I don't care if it's a crap movie. Yeah. I'll get to hang out I'll with Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp for a right. while. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like a really weird thing that, you know, you don't ever hear any stories about him at all. Right. That means everyone likes you. Yeah. Because no otherwise, bury, right, otherwise yeah. people would be talking about sure. you and saying anything. It doesn't even There's matter. There's a small elite club of those guys, like George Clooney's another one. Right. Like, people just make films with each other because they get to hang out. I mean, it's a right. payday, but still, you know, yeah, it's interesting. I remember when Johnny Depp was kind of talked about because he was trashing hotel rooms, but this is like his first two years in Hollywood. Right, right. That was he, a right. billion he, years ago. That, right. He's so clean now. And, right. And yeah, everybody still seems to sort of want to be It just really, there's just kind of this aura about yeah. his existence in Hollywood yeah. that may or may not be and real I get it. at I, all, I except get it. it seems that way. Anybody right? who knows anything about how like the easiest one is like the Pirates of the Caribbean. Like the first few weeks he was doing those rehearsals, he played it the way the studio wanted, which was very straight, very swashbuckler. And he slowly started influencing and changing. And then he got Jack Sparrow the way he wanted. And it's genius compared right. to what it was supposed to be. And right. everybody who made that film with him was like, it was mind blowing to watch him do it. If you're creative and you want to be around someone who has that ability to do it, I'm sure that's a kick. Right. Like, I'm sure that's just great. Don't confuse that with what happens in this film. There's nothing even <laughs> right. remotely close to that. Well, and not only that, but even for the star, like we're talking right. about how all these people are wasted. Are in it, yeah. All these people are in it. All these people are wasted. Even for him, it almost feels like somehow, you know, this film was made in like, it, first of all, it feels like it's six hours long. But at the same time, it feels like it was made in like a week and a half. It does. And somehow does. You, you got Johnny Depp to be able to do everything he does in this movie in like two days. Right. And he just went, ah, whatever here. Right. It, because there's, there's, it's the first movie I've seen him in that I wasn't thinking, you know, it's really interesting how he's trying to do this character. Yeah. Like he's not really, he's not trying right. to do anything. It's almost like somehow maybe he's trying to be kind of robotic and, you know, AI-ness or yeah. whatever it is, but he just even feels like he's just kind of phoning it in, and yeah, you never get that from him. He, you know, and again, I don't know, I've said this a bunch, and it sounds like I'm just really throwing him under the bus. I don't know if that was Wally Fister's choice. Right. Johnny Depp right. also notoriously won't watch his own footage. Right. He shows up, does his shots, and goes. Most other people... They look at the dailies. They change their acting. They do these things. He's like, no, I'm going to do it this way, and you use whatever you want. Right. It's an interesting thing. One of the things that's very strange about the film, because the film posits a few ideas, one of which is, you know, can we be human and advance ourselves while still remaining with our humanity? And one would argue that the avatar for that choice is supposed to be this really likable and brilliant like computer scientist, this AI scientist that Johnny Depp plays, except I only felt like the audience had to do all the work. Like I, I was, that's I was, told, I feel like that's everything. In this movie. I was told that he was likable because Paul Bettany said so. Right. I was told that they have, that him and Rebecca Hall have an incredible love for each other because they said so. Right. I didn't see it anywhere. Right. And I don't think that that's, like a subtext to the movie, I think that's a weakness in the storytelling. I right. think that that's the director. 
Um, now, whether he didn't have more footage to use or whether that was the way he shot it because that's how he wanted it, that, that's his call. Right. But it was interesting that Johnny Depp is later when he becomes transcendent and he's like the computer avatar. He is as lifeless as he was as a human being. Right. Like the only time we feel anything for him as a human is when we're told to, not because he shows us anything. And that was weird because he's he usually can take these characters and make them something if he has something to latch on to. I just don't think he had anything to latch on to. I don't think he did either. And I think and it shows. And that's I think why it shows I can't badly. stay in the movie. Right. I, and I get that side of it. I, I mean, again, he wasn't horrible by any means, but he wasn't exemplary either. It didn't no. wow me in any way. And no. there were plenty of chances to wow. You know, just as I thought. Well, I thought there were plenty I, of chances. I don't, to I don't know if he even had like that many chances to do really impressive stuff because it's not that long before he's the computer. And then this is a yeah. and then it's like is you know what is he supposed to do right as a computer and and like you said you know is, are they are people saying be all robotic right and who knows stiff or, that was another know, thing that we both immediately agreed upon as far as a negative which is there's a moment in the movie where it fades out and fades back in and it says you know two years later oh yeah right which is maddening because as the film starts to get more interesting during one of its dips and rises you know it's like the fourth time it did it you know rebecca hall's character is trying to convince you know these people to work with her and they're going to rebuild this town from scratch because it's going to be their secret base it's an awesome scene, and that it was really all, that was all great stuff. And it's it's her, and when she first uh, sits down with Clifton Collins Cl- Jr. Right. and it's really good scene. Yeah, it's real, and it's really fun the way they play off each other. He's bouncing right back this, with her. This in the middle of this town that is it's like a it's, it's like, like a, a step and a half from a ghost town. It really is. There's a few people still in it, and they become sort of important later, but. You know, in, in the time period that she's talking to him, she literally says, we're going to have this place bought, even this place we're sitting in right now. He rigs, like, the stock market, gives her – he doesn't give her a new identity, but drops, like, a million bucks in her wallet and does all these right. things. Yet it takes them two years just to get to this point when he's already transcendent. Right. Like, there's so many things that it just gets in its own way to do, and it's hard to believe that that if it had really been – like the smart film that it wanted to be, that it would have even allowed that. Right. Like I didn't really feel like it was – the hard thing for me when I, when I want to talk about the film is the right word is pretentious. Yeah. Like, but I don't feel like the film was trying to be pretentious, but it really is trying to impress you with something beyond what it's capable of doing. It wants to be a smart movie. It, it's, it, it wants I, to be I like a thoughtful like, – like, who are you? Like they keep doing that. Can you prove that you're self-aware? Right. Like that keeps coming up over and, and over again. And they keep never answering. And it. they keep never doing it. And I think that it wants to be smarter than it is. And that word is pretentious. But yeah. I don't feel that it was maliciously so. No, I don't think it was either. But it's but man, it's, it's kind of funny because it, when we see him as a person in the beginning, we yeah. we still never get very much of him except him reacting with his wife Rebecca Hall, and then yeah. and there's like the scene she makes him put on a real shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and there was kind of like, you know, a little bit of humanity going on there when he doesn't want to go do this thing because right. he's just Mr. Science or whatever. Yeah. And this is a, a movie, there is, I think, a pretty interesting uh, comparison to be made conveniently with this uh, ABC show that just came out, The Black, Black Box, Box. Yeah. where uh, you've got this 
allegedly genius woman who is like the world's leading scientist of uh, neurology. Yeah, and she's, and like a neurosurgeon she's, she's like brain expert extraordinaire, yeah. except that she's bipolar and she's like hiding her bipolarness. And that show, which also is awful, is uh, <laughs> nice slide it, plug. It, you know, awesome. relates to trying to do Johnny Depp. There are these moments and yeah. even when he's walking in, he's like signing autographs, then he's going to do like his big speech. Right. And what it's it's like you're trying to talk about really smart people and you don't know any. But yeah. you've like seen them from afar right. and right. said, This is what they're like yeah, or whatever and they, they look like this and they do things like this and you know, really smart people that you know, geniuses that you see at these things, they kinda don't act like normal people mm-hmm. anyway yeah, or right. something. So right. now we make Johnny Depp not really act like a normal person, right. even though he's supposed to be in this you know, super love affair or whatever. And then, and then you've also got his wife who's supposed to also be a genius. Right. Uh, I mean, she's she's no wallflower. She's supposed to to also be a genius scientist and everything. And, and you know, it, there's this thing with her. She bugged me a lot in the movie too. There's this thing with her that's very closely tied to that black box show where it's like, we're trying to really over girlify her, you know, and yeah. it's like, fine, she can be a genius, but we want her, we, you know, we can't have her talk like actual geniuses talk because then you won't be able to right. relate to her. We're saying, right. And it's not, it's not like I think that's true, but right. the movie does. It certainly does. Right. Say, it's, yeah. And even to the extent where, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know the address to send your emails, but even the the part where they finally they like turn him on, uh-huh. and she gets like all emotional about it and everything, right. and then you've got to have the other guy go, "Hey, can we like think about this for like five seconds?" Right, right. I mean, we've allegedly we've just done the most important thing that's ever happened in human history, right, right, and we have uploaded a dead person's consciousness into a computer and made that computer into the person. Right. And we've now, you know, achieved the, our own form of transcendence, which, which what they do is not actually what he was talking about at the the beginning. It's it's a curveball kind of, of it's off to the side of what he meant. Right. But still it's supposed to be him. It's the greatest thing that's ever happened in the world. Right. And you have to have the guy there who's not as much of a genius, but he's kind right. of a genius too, right? He says he's the third smartest person he knows, which I thought was a really right. good Right, Johnny Depp yeah. calls him the third part of the that was cool. Right. <laughs> so, but he's a genius scientist. She's a yeah. genius scientist. But you have to have the guy there to go, can we just maybe think about this for a second? Because <laughs> right. the woman clearly has a screen that said, hi, Evelyn. And she said, that's him. Right, yeah. I know, I know it's worked. Right. And, right. and we're all good to go because... Yeah. She yeah. has to have <laughs> this, you know, absolutely emotional response to yeah. what's going on as though, you know, she never was a scientist right. or or right. or ever thought about these things before. You know, she spent her whole life with her husband working on the whole AI, what is consciousness? Yeah. How do you know if you're can you prove yourself aware? Right. And done all this stuff and as soon as this happens just that's out the window because she's a girl. Right. 
and and she's going to have a massively emotional response to anything that happens. And I just thought that really kind of sucked. I actually yeah. thought that scene was pretty good. That scene is Except really good. That I just didn't. It just made me uneasy that that's yeah. what she was. You know, couldn't she? You know, step back a. Yeah. And what I think is weird too is that, you know, she couldn't just go. All right, give me like a beat to like think right. for a second. Right. No. There's just there's nothing to think about. How can there be anything right. to think about? Right. Because he said my name I, or whatever. I, the computer I responded. Agree. I agree with everything you just said. Even though I enjoyed that scene a lot. I and, did. And, I and did I, too. And I know you did. I, it's just it's almost like when you if you imagine that you are you know whether you're young and stupid or you're just at a party, someone busts out a Ouija board. Everyone's right. playing with it, and all of a sudden the pointer just flies to something. Everyone is in shock, and you want to do it again. You want to, you, like, that's the moment that I felt. Because, again, this is supposed to be, for me, and one of the reasons why I thought, you know, four and a half, whatever reconciliations I made watching it, I saw it as a sci-fi film. Like a straight, not a, not a techno thing, but, right. like, you have a scientist who eventually experiments on himself. That's the cornerstone of many, if not all, these sci-fi films. Right, right. And... And when that moment of realization, like the new Frankenstein, like all of a sudden he's the monster's moving under the sheet. You know, right. the lightning did bring him back. I loved the dichotomy of their responses, and I understood hers, which is, you know, I get my love back. I I did too, but, but I still I just think, think it carries, hers was a little too much. It carries the weight that you say, and they force you to see it, and especially later, like you see her first as like the doting girlfriend instead of the on par genius scientist right, that she is. Right. Only when the film transitions and she decides to go against Johnny Depp. Yeah, and then all of a sudden she's got then a brain a again. Right. Then she's a genius. And at that point, we're so used to seeing her. I genuinely, I mean, I remembered, but I had genuinely, genuinely forgotten. I was like, oh, right, she's wicked smart. She's right, able right, to help them. Exactly. And, and, but it's, this is the, in a weird way, this is the whole movie. Like, it's weird. I enjoy it. I'm frustrated by it. It doesn't make any sense. It's right. clumsy. It's really delicate. Like, I don't know that it's it, really it's, skillful at it, any it's point. It's got weird pacing, and yet at the same the time, it works well so enough. So many of these scenes could be, you know, we could break it down to something to something like that. And and I guess, in, you know, one of the things I also thought, too, was the way Johnny Depp's character is done it almost seemed to me that he was more interested in the movie's message than the character. Because there's right. not a lot of character development that goes on here. Nobody, I guess Paul Bettany's the one that maybe does the most character change because he goes from ally to being recruited by the you know techno-terrorist, right. and then he recruits up. Like, I think he has the biggest and, art. And, and you know, what I think is odd, and see, this is like there's, you know, you were saying about that thing with the two years. Yeah, man. You hated that too, right? Like, I, I hated that too, and here's one of the problems, I think probably the chief problem of this movie, and I said this when uh, we were talking about it last night, is that this movie needed at least a couple of other people to oh, yeah, go right. over the screenplay again right. and go, well, and you know, one of them might should have been a genius, maybe. Right. <laughs> you know, if you're going to make a movie like this, right. and you're not a genius... yeah. Then get one or yeah. something just yeah. to, just to go. You know, you don't have to do everything exactly how geniuses really would, right? No, but because it. it's a movie. But right. But also, there's a lot of other things that are in this where even just somebody who had you know had a bunch of screenplays under their belt 
to just look at it and go, ah, eh, you know, maybe right. don't hit this so hard. Do right. this You're a gonna little different. Here. Yeah. Because what I think happened here, and it's just a good example of a lot of things that go wrong, is that they wanted those two years for him to turn. Right. If you get two years of him being, you know, basically captured by the terrorists, right. and he's sitting there with them and getting their perspective on what's going on right. forever for two years, then you can go, okay, he came around. He wasn't maybe that hard to turn anyway. Right. Because he has his doubts about what's going on. Yeah. And if you only say it's a couple months, right? maybe it's a little less believable that he's so on board with them, right? Right, not full Stockholm Syndrome. But, but. but you didn't have somebody else look at the screenplay and go, but those two years don't make any sense. Right. All these other places. I mean, you've, you've got this AI, basically, that in the first you know 10 minutes that right. it's on... Right. is already like a thousand times smarter than it was right. when, when you turned it on. Yeah. Now it's two years later, right. and it's basically done not a lot. I mean, it's, yeah. it's built a big building, right. and it's got all this I, stuff. I, I guess you could argue it's done like, like the interesting and believable nanotech, you know, right. the stuff that eventually rebuilds itself and, and is infecting other people. But you're right. I mean, if you are that smart and you have that much time, you you don't plateau like an average person probably has now plateaued after they've gotten whatever degree or not degree. Right. Like you incrementally keep getting smarter. And that's the danger. Like there is the danger, you know. And and the other problem with that that's basically the same problem with it is that you don't have somebody looking at at the script going we want the computer to be able to do all these things. Yeah. And this is where the story goes and you don't have somebody looking at it going if he could do that then he could do any blah blah right. blah 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 right? right because the things that it can do already right i mean when we get to the point where it says it's 2 years later and now here's all the stuff he can do i mean he actually took over the world like a year ago right and, and that's right. we're just not watching well, it happen it, because sh- it should have they right? show that sign when you know the fbi is involved and they're trying to find out who shot him because even though it's kind of scientifically kind of schlocky. I like the idea they shot him with a radioactive bullet. So I, even, I even though they didn't cool. kill him, like I, they, they killed him. I thought it was cool because you could like kill him and still have him around for a while. I did too. I thought that, right. was, I thought that was really pretty handy because yeah. he was still very mobile. But when like another throwaway scene Morgan Freeman is in with Killian Murphy and their their computer systems are all like buzzing and moving around and they're like, right. we've been hacked, what's going on? And Morgan Freeman's like, no, you're being helped. Look at what it's being showing you. Right. That's real early on in his power, and if he has the ability to do that, that's in, that's insanely early yeah. in his power, and it it basically he figures out who the people are, right, and then gives them their location, right. It, it's kind of like um, uh, what the hell's that other show where the computer there's a computer in everything or some uh, person of interest oh, right 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 yeah where there's the computer that looks at all the cameras all the time yeah. and finds the numbers and whatever. It's doing. He's doing that sort of thing basically, and he's just right. finding them by and, looking at you know every ATM camera yeah, in the universe right. and going, they were here they on were this right day there. or whatever. Right. And and it's like eight minutes later, he's right. found all these people. Right. 
But then you have the one cell with the main leader who, yeah. like, goes into hiding. Yeah. Two years later, he hasn't found them yet. Right. Yeah, I don't I care mean, what you're I mean, You're not looking then. Right, exactly. Well, it's like what you said, and we're getting really close to right. being out of time. And I don't know there's a whole lot I have to yeah, say in addition. But this is an easy fix. Sometimes we, we bitch about something, and we don't – I mean, it's easy for this to be fixed, I think. Like you said, they laid the groundwork for Paul Bettany's character to be suspicious and doubtful of whether or not this was him. And it's interesting, the film, if you believe it, tells you whether it was or wasn't him at the end. I actually really like the ending real quick. Like, there's a very sci-fi ending. The very, very ending? The very, very ending. I liked what that did. Um, But all you have to do for Paul Bettany, you don't have to have two years to convince him, you know, like a Patty Hearst kind of thing. You just have to sit him down a couple times over a weekend and, and say, be able to show him the right this things. Is what we, this is what we just saw the computer do, the right. jump in the stock market, these things, these purchases. Like, does this sound like your friend? You know, and that's a very easy switch because he's already on the fence. Right. This two-year bullshit is crazy right. because at that point, it, it's all over. Right. Like, Every, they've everything got, they've else got is... Cyberdyne and, and their Terminators walking right, right. around. Like, you're done. Like, right. That, anyway. that already happened long ago. There's, there's, but anyway, um, yeah, you know, the whole thing for me about this movie is that I, I just feel like there's so many of these things that we can point at that seem like they should have been better. Like, yeah. ultimately, the whole thing is just kind of amateurish, really. And what I think it is, is it's like the world's greatest student film. But but as an actual real film, yeah. it's just got so much stuff, especially when you have, you know, the way Hollywood works at this point. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what happened in this specific case. They said, you right. got a movie and you got like two weeks, you better friggin' be done. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. Who knows? But this is a movie when you're doing something like this that the questions are kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. The where we end up going and how we get there, it's all weird. And, you know, I, yeah. there was one other thing that I, I have to throw out really quick just because it's, like, you specific. What? Because uh, <laughs> early on in certain parts of the film, yeah, she she takes part of the pin oh, yeah, right, right. thing the and board. she steals it. And then she goes to this, like, old abandoned school or something. Yeah. And the music was just horrible, wasn't it? I hated. Yeah, so I was I, like, "What?" I listened to the. I'm very aware of music in films lately. But, but in that in that particular spot, it was yeah. like you could not uh, avoid right, like listening to the music. The music was not it was in all, the background. It was, yeah, it was, it was like what you were watching was in the background <laughs> yeah, somehow, yeah. and it was just going, "Look, drama, ba bomb, ba bomb." You right. know. And it was so, and all she was doing is walking into an abandoned building. Right, I'm I like, what am I supposed to be all tense about or right. whatever? It was weird. But, it, but in, in, in a way, just to reiterate real quick, too, like I feel like people are going to go see this because of Johnny Depp or maybe Morgan Freeman right. or whoever. But, or, or, or just sci-fi. Just, or just I'll sci-fi. go see anything I sci-fi. Yeah, I mean, right. I, I, was, uh, I was saying that I felt like I did all the heavy work for the film. And in a way, I still feel no matter what, if you go to this film and you just turn your brain off and you just accept what you're seeing as a fun sci-fi film – you may enjoy it. Right. I don't know that you really will or you won't. I mean, it might be silly. I, I think that might be but true, I, too. But I think if you keep your brain on, you're in a lot of trouble. Right. That's you, basically you what to, I'm trying to say. Like, really just disengage this, from it. This has to be, you it's know, just got to like be a popcorn just, film. Yeah, Just exactly. don't look And, for you know, it. even especially everyone now is going to watch the movie and hit that two-year thing. And everything yeah. after that is, is going to be all the worse just because we 
point so heavily at it. But but the other thing is the the kind of like underlying thing that doesn't jump out at you as much is her. Yeah. She's been there for two years. Yeah. There's no way. I mean, because otherwise she's just an idiot now. Right. Like she's been around the thing for two years and, and never left. I do have to say too, real quick. I I love the part where Morgan Freeman slips her the note. That was yeah. I that thought was that was chilling. Awesome. I was. And I was, she, she opens it up, it up and she's like, her reaction is great. Yeah. Yeah. It's I a thought, great moment. That it's was a really that great. was a great part. So it's it's horrible to have great parts. I know. And then it's just a do one of the waste other. of the great. Well, parts, look. Right? Speaking of, and we're getting out of here quick. I know you're going to wrap up. We're going to do more of this next week. I'm sure. I fear Spider-Man Two is going to be a lot like this. Right. <laughs> great. That's what we're looking for. Uh, yeah. Next week is uh, Spider-Man Two, and as we said before you know send in the yeah. questions um questions at areyouscreening.com or yeah. mark eastman at areyouscreening.com yeah. uh and yeah spider-man 2 and then man i can't remember what the next week I is but it's it something big but we're too. getting big, but big uh, now so we will uh see you next week and yeah. thanks a lot for tuning in yeah bye Welcome to Metro PCS. Hi, I heard you're giving free phones to everybody? Yes, right now everybody gets a free phone. You and your friends, cousins, neighbors, roommates. What if I'm already with Metro PCS? Yeah, it's for existing customers, new customers, people named Willie, dog lovers. That's awesome. Everyone gets a free phone at Metro PCS. Come choose your select free phone from brands like Samsung and LG. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Sales tax not included. Phones free after instant and mail-in rebates. Upgrade fee may apply. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.